You said it a bit. Uh, testing. Oh. <laughs> Just rubbing your hands. <laughs> Fucking hell. Don't like this. Don't want to play anymore. <laughs> so how do you feel now? I want it over. <laughs> I do. I don't... I don't know why it's just like <laughs> like honestly if you said I, I don't want to do like surprise guests anymore I'd go yeah cool and I'd be fucking relieved they're like, nice when you, when you oh they are of... but it's like anything it's like I was watching um, I was watching some football the other day and it's like it's tense because you could lose a game in like five minutes to go and you're like oh, I could just turn this off or, or, or walk, or leave, or and then just find out the result, and I think I'd be happier. <sighs> but then you kind of then I can't wait to see your face. I don't know if you've if you've uh, met them. Oh, you don't. Did you ask Petra if I've met? What's that? Wow. It's so weird. It's just weird. I don't know why it's not fun. <laughs> it's hard. To, it's really weird. It's to stressful predict. for everyone. You, me, and the guests. Yeah. yeah well done, us. Um, I couldn't. Have, I wouldn't have predicted when we when we were talking about doing this for the first time that it would be stressful. I didn't think at all it would be. I just thought it'd be fun, like opening a present or something. Yeah. Well, you want everyone to have a nice time. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, you know when you relax, you sort of, you can sort of enjoy your life and just be funny or whatever. But I just feel like, I don't know. But this, this person is... Oh, you distracted me then for, for a minute and a half. I was absolutely fine. I like it when their name comes up and there's no, there's no clue. I love that. I hope there's no clue. Because then you've you've got time to adjust. It's when you see oh, that. Maybe I shut my eyes. Yes. Although, so, shut your eyes now. Okay, I've got my eyes shut. <laughs> oh, this is weird. Yeah, this is gonna. It's a new addition for all you people who are skipping this bit. You're missing okay. the shutting your eyes bit. <laughs> <laughs> then you've improved shutting your eyes. Bit. <laughs> oh, then, like, fucking now. Right, I can't be... Right. No, 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 shut your eyes. Okay, okay. If their name comes up and it's... uh, I I mean... (laughs) Are are this the kind of person who would be on time? I'm not giving you any... I was covering my mouth. Have a guess, have a guess. Uh, Is it an actor? Keep your eyes shut. Oh, God, are they there? Keep your eyes shut. Are they there? Keep your eyes shut. <laughs> Just tell me if they're there. Keep your eyes shut. Okay, now I can't say are they there because they might be there. What the hell? We can't. Oh. <laughs> we can't see. We can't see you, Paul. Paul. Keep oh, it's, sorry, I came too early. Oh no, it's the camera. Oh no. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Paul Foot. Oh, hello, Joe. I love how close to the camera you are. Oh, yeah, nice and close. You can see me. Nice oh, my cozy. God. I was literally talking about you to someone last week because we walked past the pub that you used to have a residency in. What was that pub called? Where you used to do every, used to do like four shows a week 
The wheat oh, the, the uh, wheat sheaf. The wheat sheaf, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you had a residency there for about two years, didn't you? Yeah, I was there for, uh, yes, it was um, the 99 Club. Yes. And I was there maybe about five years. Fucking hell, that's mad. And I was always there on a Saturday. Didn't you do two uh, shows two, on a Saturday? Two shows, yes. yes. And my friend, I still go there sometimes for other bits and pieces, you know, even now. But Dave yes, but Nichols. John Gordon, Dave Nichols used to support you quite a lot. Do you remember? Yes, that's right. And then Matt Green was one of the other support people. Yes. And yes. Matt Rudge. Oh, do you know what? Matt Rudge was another one. I'm already having the best time. Oh, this is exactly the person. Oh. Why is that how you have the best time? <laughs> what, just uh, no. reminiscing about minor pub gigs <laughs> 15 years ago? Is that your... Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's so exciting, isn't it? That's why I love it. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that show in Tuffle Park in 2008? The one where there's only 12 of the audience? Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. Yes. And Paul, yes. you were always one of the people I was most excited if you were on the bill because absolutely anything could happen. <laughs> It, it was you were I you were one of the only people I ever, even like after doing years I'd stick around to watch. You were oh, all, that's nice. You always not always, anymore. You don't. It's over fifteen no, years since yeah, you yeah. stuck around it to watch something. Fifteen years since I there has been a change in your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and although you say this is the best time you've ever had reminiscing about it. I think the truth is coming out because it doesn't stack up, does it? It's so good. How come you haven't been there for 15 years? None of it. There's no logic to what you're saying. It's the classic... Okay, you know what I said? Classic, a great time. The classic bait and switch of a sort of Vladimir Putin making all of lies. But what you say... It's very reminiscent of, of a despot. <laughs> well, it's lovely to have you on, Paul. <laughs> uh, Paul oh, did, Paul now. did, la, um, just, uh, oh, what's it called? Last uh, Man, Last, last Comic Standing. Last Man, sta- Last, last comic, comic Standing. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm asking too many questions, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's like Christmas morning, isn't it? I, I'm so happy. <laughs> popped Paul. out a little present. <laughs> <laughs> you really... This is a good one, David. Well, it's done. like Christmas morning with your autistic uncles come to visit. Yeah, your head looks like it's sticking out the top of a present. <laughs> like you're in a box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put him back in and up How in the loft. <laughs> what a present Paul would be. Oh, it's a, oh, oh my God. Massive what you... box under the tree. <laughs> Only his head ever comes out. <laughs> yeah. um, how are you, Paul? What are you up to? Uh, well, my career's uh, it's gone down a hill since <laughs> I mean, since it's, uh, nothing. You know? it's, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, since uh, the glory days so they were they were in the past fifteen years ago. <laughs> since last <concert. laughs> was, uh, it was all the uh, Tufnell Park, uh, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, ISIS. no, I haven't done anything. I've got nothing to report. <laughs> I've got nothing to say. Well, the only thing I've got to say is about things 15 or more years oh, ago. Exactly <laughs> there's, there's nothing in the recent past. Uh, in the recent, ever actually, uh, I have um, I've recently uh, woken up in um, in uh, hospital. Uh, and they, yeah, I woke up in hospital, and they uh, they say you. They say you lost your memory, sort of thing. <laughs> anyway, I lost my memory. I woke up in hospital. What? And, what? Then, and then they say, not really, obviously. Oh, God. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I thought this was going to be all over the news. Anyway, they, when I, the people and the doctors, they said, um, you know, <laughs> tell us what you've been doing lately. And I started reeling off various shows from 15 years ago in very small pubs. And they said, look, we've actually looked at the records. You have had a career in more recent years, but I've forgotten all about it. You know, with the memory loss, I can only remember the old stuff going back years. Can you remember the, the Chinese food with peas in it? That was my... Yeah, I can remember that. I was obsessed I, with that bit. It's sometimes the audience... 
Well, well, that was a piece I did about Chinese takeaway price increases. <laughs> and I would come on stage and I'd say, the price of a Chinese takeaway is rising, isn't it? And I would say, there is to be, like, for example, um, um, plain rice it used to be about £1.30. Now it's about £1.40. <laughs> that was the how it started. And then I went into other details as well, like special fried rice... And, and talked about with special fried rice. It's not just the price increases, but it's a cost of the raw ingredients. And then I spent a lot of time talking about the bamboo shoot suppliers who had a depot on the outskirts of Heathrow Airport, like a lockup. And then they had an incident where a Korean Air, Airways flight. Uh, crash landed and they lost a lot of the bamboo shoots and that's why the bamboo shoot prices were increasing you just don't forget a, a little bit like this do you right, well it did it actually well the reason people didn't don't forget it is because in fact people don't forget it because i was doing a show recently like a theater show and then someone in the audience actually said can you tell us about the Chinese takeaway price increases? So they remember as well. And the reason people don't forget it was because in its shortest version, it lasted around 10 minutes. Yes. And in the longer version, around 35 minutes. Yeah. But I was actually... I remember the 35-minute version. I mean... Yeah, and I was actually going to do a full one-hour version. I was going to do a show in 2004 in Edinburgh... Uh, that was um, going to be a full hour just about Chinese takeaway price increases. But, uh, but um, it was a long story, not worth going into, but you know Matthew Wright? Yeah, Matthew Wright from the Wright stuff on TV. He was having lunch with me, and I explained to him I was going to do the whole show about Chinese takeaway price increases, and he just said, is professional suicide ball. <laughs> so that's why I cut it down to only 35 minutes. Because you're not mad. <laughs> no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> there was a seven-minute section on p adding peas, if I remember rightly. Yes, it was all about the, the, the how many peas there are in the special fried rice. And how there's normally only about nine. You always think there's loads. There's only actually nine. Yeah, that was one of the that was one of the, the standout highlights of the, of the piece. Of course the trouble with doing something like Chinese takeaway price increases as a piece of comedy is it's dangerous because you'll get some members of the audience will love stuff to do with the peas. Other members of the audience will love stuff to do with a bamboo suit. <laughs> and then you... You can split then, a room like that. Most you can split a room. <laughs> and also, if I'm being absolutely brutally honest, there would be some members of the audience who'd rather you hadn't started the whole thing in the first place. So, you know, you've got... <laughs> also, oh, sorry to out. just bring up everything you've ever done. I remember the probably one of the earliest times I saw you was... Do you remember... Oh, was it was filmed at the Bloomsbury Theatre, and you and Trevor did like a Q and A. Everyone else did yes, like ten minute I... sets, and you, I obsessed about that. Where did you go into the audience, or did Trevor? I can't remember which way round. But you, yeah, he, you... I, I went into the audience. I was sort of he was on the stage, and I was roaming around. So funny. But I think I did two of those recordings sort of within like a year of each other and the other one was Chinese takeaway price increase <laughs> in of course the, the 10 minute short television ready television ready one <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen that David where I th what was it called that show uh, uh, cent, cent, uh, Comedy Central or something I can't remember yeah, yeah, par wasn't it Paramount it was called uh, Edinburgh oh, and yeah. Beyond Edinburgh yeah. Beyond Went to watch it, yeah. Once. You didn't see yeah. the one where where him and Trevor did uh, Paul and Trevor did. Um, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's so funny. They just. Yeah, I seem to remember you stayed away that day, David. <laughs> yeah, just things were on nah, the ascent. Not my cup of tea. I, yeah, I said it's <laughs> Paul, been. Can it's I been mention 14, yeah. one of your uh, funny bits? Uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you came up with. Um, your own insults for the audience? Oh, yeah, that's the bit. When I came to do your um, uh, live show a little yeah. few years ago, you 
specifically got me to come on stage to do the uh, the madness. It's so funny. He just comes up with made up insults for the audience. Well, it's all like um, the madness is all like saying all different things. But I wanted to have a bit of comedy, but I thought at the most extreme, com- it should be comedy that has makes no sense. Or, or is at the actual edge of making sense. It's got to have some, just enough meaning to make it funny, but but uh, as little meaning as possible to make it artistically pure. <laughs> it's just it's kind of just me on stage, just sort of saying stuff, and it doesn't. And I wanted to have comedy that didn't have any. There was no emotional connection feel with it. It wasn't sort of about something, or it wasn't making a political point or something. So I would just come on stage and just say uh, things like, cop a load of you with your hetero cream. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you recently found the keys to an old aunt. Good news. (laughs) Crumbed melon, anyone? (laughs) Bit peaky. You look like you've contracted Bulgaria. (laughs) And it, uh, and it went on like that. Well, about you know, about, about, about fate then. But <laughs> you're struggling about eight pointing at oh, people. Pe- just yeah. peacocking, peacocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. peacocking around the stage. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know what. Yeah, I know what you'd enjoy. Know what you'd enjoy? A fist blizzard. <laughs> it's all like that. <laughs> oh fuck me. Oh, and you oh. insisted Paul did that. You'll get, I can imagine you going. Oh God, yeah. I'd pay hundreds, oh. thousands for that. <laughs> it was a big challenge to write it because I had to, you know, I had to c- come up with loads and loads of words and put them together with other words, <laughs> and then work out which ones were funny. Well, we all do that. Paul. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, totally them wrong. I know, but like literally, and then, and, and then, anyway, I wanted to have a whole show that was just madness, <laughs> but then I realised. Anyway, I've I've written about a. It's about a five-minute piece of madness. But I think it's probably maybe 50% of all the madness that you could possibly write within the English language because I've exhausted all the words. I've been over all the words. Done. And it was, and it was kind of like the creating of it was a bit like, you know how obviously we're all familiar with this if you're writing, you then sieve it out and some bits don't work and you keep the bits that do. But this would be like it was sieving and sieving until they felt like there was going to be nothing left. Nearly everything was disappearing. But at the end, there was just like, just a little bit left. Yeah. And it works really well. It's oh, a, it's so, it's a, so it's a, it's a piece I really enjoy performing. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> and people enjoy listening to. <laughs> Paul. I think. What percentage of your gigs die on their arse? Well, uh, very few now, of course, because uh, now um, I perform in theatres to people. Yeah, the yeah. connoisseurs, the connoisseurs, yeah. connoisseurs and, and audience members. Okay, back in the day when you were, how often would you, what percentage? Before the um, connoisseurs. Before the connoisseurs, I think it was sort of a kind of 50-50 thing cool. going on. <laughs> I, think, I think in the very early stages... Like in about uh, 1998 or 1999, it, it wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't be that 50% of them would be a death exactly, but certainly I would maybe go around and do about 20 shows in a month and one of those shows would remind me why I'm doing it. One of those shows, it would really come together and that was like, but it really gelled that night and that reminded me, okay, keep going. Right. Uh, and the other ones were either total death or just kind of in the middle. <laughs> what are you feeling when... Because everyone does... What's, what's going on in your head? Like, you sort of like, right... What? Well, yeah, what are you thinking? Like, this is their fault or my fault? Or should I plough on or sod them or what? Well, like, yes, I mean, I did think... Um, I didn't... I couldn't really think of anything else to do. Uh, as a career, because I'm not a very imaginative person. So I just sort of carried on... Uh, just, uh, <laughs> I had no idea what I would do if I wasn't a comedian, so I just carried on. Have you only been yes, a comedian then? If that is that your only job you've had? 
the only job I've ever done. Wow. Aren't you a mathematician, Paul? No, not really. No, I mean, I, 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 I did it at university. Well, the thing I is, if someone asked me that, I'd go, no. But you said not really. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a mathematician. People always say it's something to do with mathematics, studying at university. If you study mathematics at university, people always say, oh, you're a mathematician. Whereas if one studies physics at university and then you become a comedian, I don't think people say, oh, are you a physicist? Uh, and are you always in the laboratory, <laughs> like, doing things with physics? And you say, no, I just studied at university. But it's like a sort of thing you can, with mathematics, you can never shake it off. It's like a yoke around your neck. But I think there's an imagination that even though I'm, that was 28 years ago, or whatever it was since I was at university, that I must be spending all my time... <laughs> I'm doing all complicated formulas in my head all the time. What? What? Yeah, what? No, what no, I'm not a, merely a mathematician, but I did study it. What does that actually uh, mean? And indeed, you go to university and study maths. What the hell? I can't imagine that as a. What do you do? Just, what is it? What do you do? Well, it's. Um, first of all, it's proving things rigorously that we all are pretty obvious. But we want to prove rigorous, rigorously. So it's things like um, differentiate, like a curve, and showing that if you differentiate, that is the angle of the curve, and that is actually what you expect. And if it's steeper, then that is a higher figure than the other, that sort of thing. And it's also like um, uh, like set theory is all about numbers. So I spent quite a long time maybe a whole term, proving that one plus one equals two, because you have to define what is one, and is there only one one, or could there be more than one one, and what is plus, and is there only one plus, and how do you define it, and what is equals? Thank what does that mean? heavens you moved into egg fried rice. Well, I know, yeah. It was quite interesting. I quite, I quite liked it. But I sort of, um, when I was at university, that's when I discovered comedy, so I did sort of go off mathematics quite. Uh, where was that? What, what did, did you go to one of the, like, Cambridge or...? I went to Merton College, Oxford, where uh, I was one year above and actually knew slightly uh, a certain person called Liz Truss. No. Oh. He was at the same college as me. God, did, oh. What was Liz Truss like at college? Uh, well, there were no, no, no warning signs. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, I mean, you don't expect it, do you? It's a bit like... Um, no. You don't expect to be going out, uh, not going out, but, but talking, you know, going to parties and things or whatever it was. I didn't know her that well, but I knew her a bit, you know, sometimes mixed in the same social circles. Best mates with her, it'd be amazing. You don't expect them, someone, to become a prime minister, and then you certainly don't expect them to become one of the most disastrous <laughs> prime ministers. <laughs> but, but I want some, you know, I want to flirt with a killer. What? Whoa, 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 what? It, it was um, a comedian, a um, comedian murderer. And, yes, well, I was doing a show once, um, Pear-Shaped Comedy. Yes, big shout-out to Pear-Shaped. Second, yeah, pear second worst and I was comedy the, club in the world. Yeah, the second worst in the world. In London. I oh, think it's London. the second worst sorry. in London. Sorry. They don't sorry. want to like the place. No, no, sorry. And, and I, um, I had to introduce this particular comedian, and he seemed ever so nervous. And I said, why are you so nervous? And he said, it's his first ever gig, see? So I said, oh, it's all right, I'll introduce you. And he did his first gig. And then I saw him about a month later at the Wheat Sheaf that we were talking Gee. about, so in the Wheat Sheaf at some, one of those gigs. And then he was doing, like, his second or third gig. And then we were chatting, and he was quite sort of slightly... A bit flirty, actually. It was a bit, a bit flirty. It was a bit of a frisson. A bit of a frisson. Anyway, then um, uh, I discovered later that he bludgeoned his girlfriend to death and was uh, serving a life sentence at maximum security. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. How flirty were you, Paul? 
Well, are you you saying that in some way that I could be responsible? I'm not asking. (laughs) Are you saying I pushed him him to the edge? What was his name? What was his name? I can't. um, I did look it up a few years ago. I think it was Martin something. I can't actually remember. I did look it up some uh, a few years ago and found it. I can't believe I didn't know that. Oh, bloody! Did you find out the reasons why he did it that night? Well, just a killer, you know. Just you know, whatever. Yeah. Mash someone, kill him. Yeah. What reason? You don't have to have a reason, Dave. If you want to kill someone, kill him. <laughs> End it. Yeah. Do you know that there was this, this elderly couple lived at the back of my mum and dad's, and she shot her husband in the middle of the night. Yeah, with a rifle. Yeah, just do it. Kill Happened it. on my mum and dad's road. Weirdly, what? as well. Happened on there was a there was a murder on my mum and dad's road. It's quite a long road, but um, yeah, someone. But when you say why, David, you're asking the wrong question. The question is how. Um, what time? <laughs> I mean, the fact you say why shows you are not a proper... You're not, you don't have the makings of a killer. Yeah, how and what You'll time. never make one. you never do it. You haven't said I haven't. Do you think I have the makings of a... No, I, think you, I think you could. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, I think you could. Um, <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think, I think you could um, start off with something light, like a hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I've got another... I've got a story about hit and run. Oh, oh have you? Yes. Yeah. Did you do it? No. Do you want to know the story? Well, yeah, yeah. of course. No one's ever said no to anything. <laughs> like it's a hit and run story. <laughs> um, I sort of can't be bothered, Paul. <laughs> oh, well, was it, can, can I get some of the details? Were you involved in no, some way? No, but it was someone from our village, and he arranged for a contract killer to knock his wife down. No. no. But your village, your village you, you live in, it seems to be rather, uh, there's a contract killers, there was that thing about someone with a gun shooting me in the mark. Sounds <laughs> like Midsummer Murders. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> he told her, he said, I'll meet you at the pub. And he told her to park down the road at the bottom of the hill. Why do you want me to do that? Just park there. Da, da, da. I'll meet you at the pub. So he planned for her to park there, walk to the pub, and a lorry would come along and knock knock her down. Did it work? No, the contract killer went to the papers. And said, I am a contract killer. (laughs) He probably doesn't want to be known as the contract killer. Why are we giggling? Why Why did the contract killer go to the paper? I mean, what's the point of being a contract killer if you think... He's unreliable. What what aspects of it... What's the contract killer... I mean, the key is in the word contract. Why did they (laughs) breach the contract? I don't know. Now you're interested, though. Yeah, and also, did the... Why fall for it? I mean... Did the wife say, yes, all right, for no particular reason, I shall park my car at the bottom of the road (laughs) and then walk up. Listen, this is a true story. It's a true story. Yeah, so did the, did the, what happened? I don't know the details. You don't even know the details. No. You don't even know. You can't tell Paul a story without all the details. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the details. I'm now questioning it. (laughs) Is he in any prison? Well, you didn't know about your murderer story. You knew hardly anything about that. <laughs> no, you're right. I didn't know the name. <laughs> you just remembered how flirty he was. <laughs> yeah, you knew no. nothing. <laughs> no, I didn't know. No, you're no. right. <laughs> You've gone quiet. <laughs> it was a shame, wasn't it? There was there was a potential between us. He was flirting, yeah, and then he turned out to be a killer. Yeah. What a shame. Of course, I could have done. I could have visited him in prison. I suppose, and that's how a lot of people start their romances, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if it was, was it about fifteen years ago? Yeah, fifteen years ago. Well, 
What, the good old days? No, I'm just saying, 15, he's been inside for 15. He's probably getting to the end of his sentence. Oh, yes. You could meet him at the gates. Remember me from the wheat sheaf? Yeah, Martin something. Uh, Martin something. I was wondering <laughs> if we could continue our flirtation. Now, ooh, you've put on some timber. <laughs> I'm just saying. There was I always think. I always think it would be exciting to to date a serial killer, you know, and 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 to and to not really ever quite know whether to believe them when they say, "Yeah, I've killed loads, but I've never hurt you." Yeah. yeah. For you, I've only got kindness, <laughs> and, and you never really know whether that's what they really mean or whether that's just what they say to all the victims. I think that's the golden rule with serial killers: you shouldn't trust them. I think that's a... Yeah, don't trust Do them. you know, someone put on our Patreon yeah. that his mum oh, is yes. friends. Did you see that? No, you told me, didn't you? Oh, no, is it something else? No. Go on. His, is this his mum, his mum's friend... This has taken a turn, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> this Paul is gripped. Yeah. The mum's friend... I feel like I shouldn't say this. Well, bleep it out for you. We'll, we'll decide afterwards. Hello, Chatter Biscuits and Chatter Biscuits with Nuts, uh, etc. If you're enjoying this podcast, you need to get on our Patreon. You will get early access to ad-free episodes. There'll be videos and behind-the-scenes sneaky pics. It's basically a place where we all hang out together. And also, you'll be given instant access to our Discord community, which is a friendly place where Chatter Biscuits share stuff and talk to one another. It's like a nice Twitter, basically. Uh, so just go to patreon.com forward slash chatterbix. Also, Patreon is also an app you can download onto your phone. Fall for the price for coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, quid, and you become a VIP Chatter Biscuit. That's what you'd like. Sign up patreon.com forward slash chatterbix the link is in the description of this episode there, done yeah. do you know what there's over a thousand we've got over a thousand a over thousand patrons at the moment let's do patreon give it to me patreon I need it girl patreon give it to me so Paul, may I say that I reckon there are about three or four comedians that make me laugh where it hurts, and you're you're one of them. Well, that's kind. Honestly, there there are there are hardly any, but with you, I'm in pain. Yeah. I think it's a lovely pain. <laughs> well, I think um, perhaps uh, you might fall in the... Uh, as you know, I've always loved, you know, your comedy, David. The, Bri- the Brian Gittins. And I think perhaps... Uh, I don't know whether we all fall into that category, but, uh, but um, maybe we're, I'm certainly one of those comedians who basically doesn't really like stand up comedy much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All got a bit quiet. <laughs> what don't you like about it, Paul? Well, I think sometimes when I'm watching comedians, I do, of course, because I see comedians all the time and not, not all the time when I'm touring I don't much but when other places and sometimes I just think why are is the comedian saying something that seems so obvious so just so so boring I just think why are they even saying that I don't know you know I don't I find some of the things so trite so uninteresting that's 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 my reason. What's your reason? <laughs> and, and also, I think, also, I think because I think comedians, um, there are two types of comedians, and some com- stand-up comedians, some comedians are kind of clown-type comedians. Mm. 
and I think I'm a clown type comedian. Mm. You're a clown type comedian. Mm. So, um, so it's a different sort of comedy to the sort of wise guy comedian that I've never really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one of the first gigs I went to to watch. I hadn't done stand up. I know who was on. I'm not going to mention. I remember looking at them and going, you've got a stage there. You can do anything you want and you're doing, you're choosing to do that. And it's really boring. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And um, of course, it, it's, it's great that the industry's changed. I mean, when I started out, no one at all wanted the sort of comedy I was doing. It was just... Didn't they? When was that, Paul? The late nineties, ninety six, or something. Competitions and stuff. When you yeah, started. I did in ninety seven. Yeah, I won competitions in ninety seven. Uh, but as a general rule, you know, going around um, the country, you know, I was always on in the middle. It would always be get a normal host, then get uh, first uh, opener, safe pair of hands. Put me on in the middle, 10 minutes, can't do too much damage, then get a proper close. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. And then, um, oh. you know, there was... Uh, so it's it's great to see that now uh, you got you, one has all these uh, comedy nights where everyone's doing something different. It's all, uh, you know, you, don't, you didn't get those comedy nights before. Yeah, before it was just yeah. the stand-up comedy clubs. Now the stand-up comedy clubs, to some extent, are sort of dying off a bit. And oh, the, uh, is that what it's like at the moment? I guess it well, is. Yeah, the, the old-fashioned ones, and then you get the, uh, uh, the, you know, the sort of trendy kind of cabaret sort of unusual comedy nights where um, they're the ones that are growing, where people... Because uh, audience members now, uh, they... I think if they, there are some audience members who do like more ordinary sort of comedy, as it were, more conventional, but then they'll probably want to go and see a particular comedian that they like. Uh, what I think is dying is people wanting, wanting to go to just some, some, it's just some comedy night. It's going to be three people all coming up, uh, three men, three white men, three white straight men all come on. Uh, and then we'll go home. That is dying away, that right. sort of thing. Because it, um, it's a lot of it's to do with, like you said, people watch, like when comedy started being on telly loads, everyone thought, oh, that must be a good thing. But then the people won't now go to see someone they haven't heard of. Because they're, like, well, yes. they're like, well, might not like them. Whereas before, people would take a chance, wouldn't they? Well, they would, yes. But I think people will take a chance now at some of these unusual nights hmm. because i think people say well we don't necessarily know who they are but we want to go to a thing where people are doing something a bit unusual and different hmm. so that's why those sort of nights are in demand um oh, i didn't know that i thought because i thought they were sort of dying off as well perhaps well, i don't think they are well no, i mean of course collins sort of said didn't he the other day that they were they're, what were the main nights? Is it Jonglers? They went, didn't they? What else? It was Jonglers and, and all that. That became Highlight, didn't it? And then there's stuff like the Glee, which is a sort of good version of that, isn't it? That was always the good version of the mainstream. And there are still those comedy. There are still those comedy clubs, and they haven't all died off. Uh, but yes, there are fewer of them. Um, and. Yes, and there are more of the places, as far as I can see, where people want to go and see something a bit different. Well, let's go and see eight. There's eight acts all going on for five minutes. They'll all be a bit weird, you know, what's, what's that about? Even if it's... I spent ten years trying to do those clubs. I don't know why I did them. What the, the mainstream was? Well, yeah, I don't know. Just... I, I never had it in my head that I should write a show. For some reason, I thought I had to try and do well in those clubs. It was I think everyone does for a while. Everyone yeah, does my because you... didn't suit those. No, no, but everyone sort of thinks we sort of have to. It's only you work out later, you go, no, I don't. Yes. I, don't I mean, when I started out, I just assumed the clubs was going to be where, where it would be. You know, I've got to be a success in the clubs. That's how I start. When I started, that's all there was. It was just the clubs. 
yeah. I, and I remember as far back as 1998, um, someone saying to me, an industry person saying, you're not really a club comedian, Paul, you're a theatre comedian. And I remember thinking, oh, of course I'm not. I'm a, theater, I'm a club comedian. I'm going to make a... And I, ne I never became a success in the clubs. Actually, I did become a success in the clubs in about 2010, but then I retired from the clubs about two months after becoming a success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I always imagined that's what it was all about. Now, of course, you get comedians and uh, a, lot of, a lot of comedians never really do the clubs, not, the conf not no, those conventional no. clubs. And it's almost a badge of honour to sort of say, oh, yes, I've got my unusual act and I'm doing theatre and art centres next year. I'm going to Edinburgh and I'm doing um, something for BBC <laughs> Three, an unusual thing. Where I'm in, and I did a little, I did a club uh, about six months ago, died on my arse. It's like a sort of badge of honour. You know? yeah. Whereas in my day, it was just a... I was just humiliated. It was just, oh, oh my god, this is this is this is my career. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Did you do Edinburgh, Paul? I did it this year. Yes, it was What's great. Show called Swan Power. <laughs> That's why I asked. Yes. The show, obviously. Uh, That's the idea behind the show. Well, the content, obviously, like all my shows, the content... What are you doing, by the way? Are you doing your ad? What are you doing? doing that, that you putting thing stamps like, on envelopes. Know, yeah, that's what I thought it was. No, I was doing a picture of a spider. <laughs> <laughs> Is that rude to do no, no. a picture no, during a podcast? Sort of gum. They just reminded me of my, um, my friend's dad used to be a postman in the afternoon. He used to put stickers on envelopes. He'd come in and he was doing what... It just really reminded <laughs> me of that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, the show is just a, a silly show, really. It was a good show. And it's still going on. I'm taking it around the country, you know. How oh, are you? You're coming to Brighton? Yes, yeah, I'm coming to Brighton in February. What um, venue? Comedia. Oh, cool. Cool. Paul is totally zoned out of this conversation. <laughs> well, no, I'm just being a little bit evasive. You know, I'm being evasive. I don't want to get too many details away. What about your tour? Well, in case, well, in case you turn out to be a killer, Michael something, like that Martin, I'm Martin something, like that Martin man. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> Naomi just Naomi just texts me and says she's going to bring me some eggs down so you can say hello to Naomi in a sec. Well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't Naomi work with Paul for you, Paul, for a while? Yeah. 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 I didn't know whether Naomi existed in the podcast world, oh, but she obviously does. How's that spider coming along? <laughs> nice. Well, I've got... You've been working on that for a while or just during our pod? Uh, for a while. I add a little bit each day. <laughs> Is it the first thing you do or the sort of just in the middle of the day? In the middle, yeah, I always do art every day because I sell them to my audience, you see. Yes, you do. And I'm always running out, so I keep having to make more. Yeah. You what? You sell your art to your audience? Yeah. Yes, because they're disturbances, they're called, so I have comedy on one side <laughs> and then a picture on the other side and then people purchase them. But because I'm on tour at the moment, I'm always having to make a new picture all the time. <laughs> And I have to just keep up. If I don't do a picture today, then I won't have enough for the weekend. <laughs> that makes that makes complete sense. Do a quick picture of a of a spider. <laughs> you, a, gave, you gave us like a really knowing look. A lovely little smirk. You're like. It's a, it's a spider that has made errors of judgment. In what way? That's, a, that's the whole point about the spider. I sort of feel like it's a spider who repeat. What? I said I feel like I'm sort of on Canal Thursday, which is another. Sort no, of, I mean no. anything to pull. No, I don't know what that what that means, but it's a spider who repeats Putin. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Did he? 
And that yeah, was, this spider did. Was that his misjudging? <laughs> yeah, that was the misjudgment. <laughs> Do you remember when we, uh, last time I saw you, Joe, I had a sleep on you? Had a sleep on you? Yes, I do remember that. What did you yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, in a minibus. Yeah, you had a little curl on me, curl up on me, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. five side? What was that? <laughs> on what the way to five a side. Five side football. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's an incredible right winger. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where were you going? Why were you in a little bus? Yeah, why were we in the bus? We were in, uh, in the last comic standing. Oh, it was that, yes. That's Did the you? last time we saw Joe, was 25 years ago. No, no, it was uh, 15 years ago. 15 years ago. We haven't seen each other since then. No. Probably what? not. I've seen, I've seen Paul in, you know, on the thing. Oh, no, we... I felt like I was always gigging with Paul, sort of. Who is? I thought, I felt like we were all sort of gigging Yeah, I, but quite. that was probably 20 years ago and then for five years. So he's probably right. Yeah. Um, oh, so I was going to ask then, I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, last comic standing. Did you get through to the being in it thing? Yes, yes, I was in the final thing. And what, what did you have to do? I can't really remember. Did you, you didn't win it? Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry, well, you didn't win it. Did you win it? I didn't win it. I was like in the final ten, you know, sort of right. thing. Right. Like, and did, didn't the girl who's gone on to be like... No. So it was Eliza Schlesinger who won it. Yeah, and she's, like, massive in America now. Yeah, I think so. I, I did meet her a few years ago in Australia, actually, because she was out there at the time. And she's a nice lady, and uh, I always got on well with her. But I was getting a bit confused with people's careers in America. Because you never... I can never really... I don't really understand who's having a big career and who isn't. And sometimes people say, well, so-and-so's having a massive career in America. And you look into it, and they're not. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they really are, so you don't really know. I just remember something. And America can just be used as a thing. Like, I met someone once who was in a band, and then, and then I heard, oh, yeah, so then some other people in this village where he came from said, yeah, he's uh, doing stuff in America now, and it's all like, whoa. But when you looked into it, it was just he'd once supported some other band in America once, and it didn't go well. Must, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's, just, <laughs> it's just use, it's just a thing, isn't it? You're doing stuff in America. Whoa! You can only say that about America. Like, if you said doing stuff in Australia, people would say, okay, but what are you doing? <laughs> What's the nature of it? Is it going well? It's only America that you can say that for. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Did you, did you, do I remember right, someone told yeah, me... Yeah, doing stuff in Corfu. But did, did yeah. you, weren't you massive? Well, I, I'm involved in the Lemton Spa area. There's a lot going on around Lemton Spa, you know. Did you, did you have a big thing in Australia doing an advert on a bike or something? Yes, I was uh, the face of... I was the face of uh, Virgin Mobile Australia. <laughs> That's right. So you were sort of was, massive over yeah. there for before... Yeah, there was one time when I... Because... Uh, I was the face of this thing, and it was quite a big campaign. It was a, it was, it, it gave me a glimpse of what it was like to be a film star. Because when you're, I was the face of the campaign, the star of the campaign. So it was a bit, and as you know, or might know, if you're filming one of those things, it's shot on film. It is literally like a film. It's got the budget of a no, feature no, film, and so, um, you know, so you've got a sense of what it's like. So one time. There was a crew of about 30, and then you've got probably 60, 70 other uh, cast and crews. There's 100 people, and you're the star of it. And then and, uh, you, get, you get a sense. I, I got a feeling, and that was, this only lasted five days. <laughs> you, you can see how, if you were doing that all the time, you'd start to lose your grip on reality, like, Tom Cruise or whatever, <laughs> right. whoever it is, all that stuff about right. you mustn't make eye contact with a star and all this stuff. <laughs> and um, do you reckon that would have happened on day six? <laughs> yeah, on day six. But also, some uh, some th it also drew to my attention, like like sometimes people might think I've read people say, 
oh, um, like there was a thing about John Thor. Oh, I, I was in a, I was a, oh, that's right, I didn't read it. I met some people at Extras, and they said, oh, we were Extras on, like, Inspector North, and John Thor came in, he didn't even say hello, just did his lines and went out. But then I did realise when I was doing this film, there were times when I'd be really friendly and having lunch with everyone and all that, but there'd be times when I'd be really, really busy because I had to learn a whole load of new lines they'd changed and I was under quite a lot of pressure and you had to go on, get it right and then get on to the next thing. So it was a really interesting... Did you start behaving like John Thor? <laughs> no, uh, I started behaving like John Thor. In other words, actually quite professionally. <laughs> getting on with your day, basically. Yeah, getting on with the lines. <laughs> you monster. You were a little Robin Hood character, weren't you? Were you it was Robin the Hood. Yes. And, and also... I was, uh, there's one bit of it involves Richard Branson, because of course he's involved with Virgin. Did you meet him? Um, well, I was going to, but this sounds rather funny, but our, our diaries, our mutual diaries <laughs> didn't allow it. <laughs> so we had to film our bits separately. We had to film them separately and then connect them up. And then there was quite, um, like I was on like big things, like I was on, I was on buses and yeah, trams yeah. and things. And the best one was once I was in... I was in uh, uh, Adelaide and I was running to catch a tram and then, and I like got on, I just got on the tram at the last minute and then, and then there was this sort of moment whilst various people looked at me because I was like, oh, I just got on the tram. I'd love to see you run to get a tram. <laughs> yeah, and, and the first thing was they were kind of getting to grips with the fact that this rather eccentric person had just got on a tram and we'd be all a bit like, got on the tram and being all eccentric wearing a cravat or whatever I was doing <laughs> and then there was a second then there was a second wave of sort of shock when they kind of realised and I realised at the same time as they realised that the entire tram that every single advert on it, the entire tram was a pool foot themed <laughs> tram but it was like the whole thing was just me so your face is on every sort of rectangle poster thing yeah and it wasn't even just on the posters it was like on i don't know like partitions between the carriages and things like it was all like made to be so like a like virgin mobile on your train <laughs> yeah how did you deal with that paul did 10 minutes how, how, how did, did i deal, deal with it how did you deal with that little scenario I don't think I really thought about it at the time. <laughs> I just thought of it. I didn't really... I think because of the fact that... Surrounded by pictures of yourself and you went... Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and um, there was one time also when I went into Virgin Mobile because I was, wanted to get a Virgin Mobile Australia phone and they were like, Christ, you are the face of Virgin <laughs> Mobile. And like the whole shot, again, was all meet my face. <laughs> It was my face around the whole shop, and I was in there just saying, oh, um, can I get an Australian phone number? Have you got a cheap handset? Uh, it's just, yeah, you don't think about these things at the time. It's just one of those things that happens. Yeah. <laughs> but it's quite, but then, you know, um, you know, uh, it would be good to have other career successes in my life. <laughs> <laughs> rather than going go into a phone shop and being surrounded by pictures of yourself. <laughs> That's why you, everyone gets in the biz. I suppose they do. <laughs> yeah, so it was, um, that was a fun thing to do. I'd love to be relaxed enough on a pod to draw a spider. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm not actually drawing the whole spider, I'm just colouring some of the bits in. <laughs> <laughs> I would never want to draw the actual outline of the spider, not with the pressure of a podcast. I wish, we'd done, I wish we'd done the before and after, see how much you'd done in the hour. Yeah. Is it an hour? I didn't know that. Well, we've, we've done... We've done, we've, we've done an hour. That's how long we've talked. It's yeah. just that the way you said, in the hour, it, it implies <laughs> it's always an hour. <laughs> no, it's and de- that's what it hour is. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a double chemistry session. <laughs> it's an hour. <laughs> you know, double sometimes... It was an hour, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. And sometimes you might start the podcast, it's not going so well that day, but you know you've got <laughs> the hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any uh, career successes uh, for both of you? I hear you've both been very successful mm. on all know. sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Went, went to America. Uh, did stuff in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to America. I have been to America. What's that? I was thinking I haven't been to America with work. You went to Last Comic Standing with Paul. Oh, I have, yeah. Been to Miami. That was the last time. What other things have you been doing lately, Joe? This, every day. This, every day? Every do it day. every day, Paul. What? what seven days a week? Huh? Seven days a week? Five, Five days. days. What about when it was the Queen's funeral? Did you do it then? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We, we rose above it. What about Christmas Day, Boxing Day? Did you do that day? No. No, we don't do that day, no. No. You've seen the... So flight. how many days do you do it? Really? Probably about 200. Probably 200. It's a lot of days, isn't it? <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a job. Yeah. yeah it is. Although with a job, uh, I, as I understand it, you have to go in for like seven and a half hours. Exactly. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. never done one. But, and you, you can't just do a spider. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What are your colleagues just doing that all day? <laughs> a guy's got fired again. Which, what do you mean, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think? Yeah. Well, Paul, <laughs> we should well, leave you to finish your spider. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly finished the spider. I can't see any difference to it since the first. I've just time put a few edge bits. Ah, do you have a title? It's going to be the spider who meant well but appeased Putin after the. 2014 invasion of Crimea and later regretted. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like a uh, drawing of you, Paul, so that you don't resent having to do it. <laughs> How do I what? How do I get a drawing from you? We can just ask the ones first. Yeah, you? but I don't want you to go, oh, God, I've got to do a drawing for him now. Well, you've sort of, you'll have to. <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> oh no, I've missed a bit. Yeah, well, I'd, li I'd like one of your drawings, Paul, if, if possible. Oh well, you can have one. Oh. Not that one. No. If you got yeah, a I... paintbrush, as well, you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I can make a picture for you. Oh, I'd love one. Love yeah, one. I can, I'm going to make a picture for you called. The broken mule, <laughs> and it's a mule, and, and uh, one half is all nice, but it's broken up, and all the guts are coming out. <laughs> I'd love that. You like that? Yeah. So simple. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would like that, Paul. Thank, thank you, you so Paul. much for coming on. Well, thank you for being my surprise guest, Paul. I've loved That's it. That's all right. Oh, I'd love to so pop you back in a little present yeah, in a you, little yeah, box. Like, can you lower your head down? Until <laughs> 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 next Christmas. <laughs> yeah. See you in a year, Paul. <laughs> Politely ducked away. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Bye. 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 <laughs>